Praise the Lord. And welcome to IHAP Podcast. IHAP, I have a testimony. Hosted by me, Reverend Mario Inaira. The podcast is shares and goes over testimonies from the people of God. So join me as I speak with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that have influenced me and my Christian walk and see just how far God has brought us. Listen and be inspired and motivated by God's work in the lives of His people, by His grace and through His Word. Thank you so much for joining us once again uh, to another podcast of iHat Podcast. And I am very honored to have with me today through Skype uh, a sister that I grew up with in my youth, uh, seeing her there in, in our sector. I'm very honored to have Sister Yadira Martinez with me. God bless you, sister. Amen. God bless you, Brother Najera. It's very awesome to have you here. Um, you know, to be able to talk with you has been, it seems like forever. Uh, since we got to see uh, each other last at any type of services. So it's yeah. it really, really an honor, and I really feel blessed to have you today. Um, so, Sister, one of the things I want to get into as far as for uh, your testimony is uh, um, your your father is a pastor there in where you're at in San Luis, Arizona. And I said yeah. that Spanish because it is Spanish. <laughs> San Luis, Arizona. And, and I'm referring to Pastor uh, Ramirez. Uh, along yeah. there with uh, with your mother and and can you share a little bit about that your your family and San Luis and and everything else please? Sure. Um, <laughs> well, my yes, my parents are the pastors here in San Luis, Arizona. My father Andres Ramirez and my mother Norma Ramirez and I am the oldest. I have two brothers, Andres Jr. and um, Steve. So yeah, we've been here for for quite a few years now. But um, if I can just share from the beginning how how it is that we got here to see Yes, please. Um, well, well, I'll start from, from when my parents first heard the gospel. It's mm. such a beautiful testimony, and I really want to share because I feel so so privileged and honored to be part of this beautiful doctrine, the apostolic doctrine. Um, when I was two years old, my parents heard the gospel. We lived in Brawley at the time, and they were invited to a party. They didn't tell me it was a church party. They just said a party. So, of course, you know, my parents being young, my dad said, yeah, let's go. And um, so they went, and it turned out to be a church party. Well, they they liked it. My mom liked it more than my dad did. And so they decided to try this again, and they went back to another service. And being both of them from Catholic um, backgrounds, families, mm-hmm. this this is the first time they had stepped foot into an apostolic church. Wow. So it was very, very new to them. And, you know, I've asked my mom, Mom, what did you feel when, you know, you saw the hermanos in a blessing? Because that seems to be the, you know, what people kind of seem to, it, it, not, it scares them, but it catches them off guard. Or, sure. And she that she was scared out of her mind. She, <laughs> was holding on to me and she's like oh we need to get out of here but yet at the same time she's like well you know what i want to know what this is Mm -hmm. and so that made her go back to church and eventually you know she started getting bible studies and when she decided to give her life to christ on that sunday um she when they passed her and they asked her to pass to the front so they could pray over her she turns to her side my father standing next to her so they both got baptized on the same day and they they have been serving the Lord with all their heart. Um, a few years later, they moved to Yuma, Arizona, and they were there 
with Pastor David Silva. Wow. That's where I grew up. So when I was 12 years old, my father, well, he, he was ordained into the ministry. He became the assistant pastor for Pastor David Silva. And when I was 12 years old, he felt he heard the calling to come to San Luis. Mm. I mean, if you come to San Luis, Arizona now, you're thinking, uh, okay, I blinked, I missed it. So if you can imagine, <laughs> you know, 20 plus years ago, it really, there was nothing. Yeah. So they sold their home in Yuma. They moved to San Luis. They rented a little trailer. And we started having church in our trailer. Wow. And we would get dressed to go to church. My dad was wearing his suit. He would preach there in the living room. And it was my dad, my two brothers, and myself on the couch. And I'm thinking, as a 12-year-old, what is this? <laughs> what are we doing here? This is crazy. Yeah. And then we started getting people coming. There was a sister who came. She brought her children. Her her, the, her, grandchildren, her granddaughters came. Her grandson. Next thing you know, we're having... Um, a hovenness class wow. in the kitchen. And we started to sell after Sunday school because we had Sunday school and service. We mm -hmm. didn't just have like one service. Yeah. And they started to sell um, fundraisers and they bought, they bought some land. We built a comedor first because we had to use it as a service and as a comedor. Yes. And it's our church. It's a beautiful church. And every time I walk in there, you know, I, I still... My heart still skips a beat. And then oh. when I see my dad sitting in his office, I mean, to me, this is, is God is so good. God has Amen. been so good. And like I said, especially because we don't come from like second, third, fourth generation apostolics. I mean, and I feel so honored and so privileged. And I, and I just, it's amazing the things that God has done in our lives. And yes, there's been a lot of tears, a lot of um, heartbreaks, but you can't compare it to the blessings oh. and the joys and and everything that God has given to us. So, yeah, we're still here. We're My parents are pastoring. We're helping out. My husband and I, we are the co-pastors here. And I'm just, it's, it's an honor to serve God. Wow, that's so awesome. I had no idea of, of that history. That's, thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. So all the way from Brawley uh, to Yuma to San Luis Arizona in a trailer, starting off having services there at your home. Uh, and, and that, you know, that just goes to show, you know, when you have that trust in God and, and just that you just want to serve him, you don't yeah. want to serve him. God's going to open doors. And yeah, I remember going to San Luis for sector services and, and I remember like, wow, this is your guys' church. I go, no, no, no. You guys would always point out, it's a comedor. It's a comedor. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had that faith, you know, it's a comedor. The church is going to get built. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, was it anything bad but you guys would always it's a comedor so it, that's awesome i haven't seen the new temple so i really need to take a trip out there <laughs> to check it out yeah yeah um so um so uh, i was talking with sister uh rebecca uh bermejo and um you know we were kind of talking about growing up as a young person especially being a daughter of a pastor you know or someone in the ministry did you find that, sister? Obviously, it's going to have its blessings, and also it's going to have its challenges sometimes. And we even brought up the phrase, you know, li like living in a glass house. You yeah. know, yeah. Were there some challenges? You said you were about twelve years old. What are some things you remember? Some of the blessings, some of the challenges. Well, I'll start with I guess the challenges. Sure. <laughs> Get that out of the way. But the challenges, I think, um, when my parents first started, they were also because of the lack of experience pastoring mm. they were also very hard on me mm. and me being the oldest um they they would put a lot of um 
like expectations sure. and they demanded a lot from me. And at times I would feel like, well, why can't I just do what the rest of the young kids are doing? Why is it that, well, I didn't ask to be a pastor's daughter. I mean, mm. we were fine in Yuma. Why are you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. was, well, I, I didn't ask for this. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to? Why do I have to make sure that, you know, everything's clean before the service? Why do I have to put all the chairs away after the service? Why do I have to make sure? So I felt like everything was, you know, I had to do, I had to be the example. Yeah. And with it came a lot of, um, um, there were people, I, I remember this um, one time, I think I was around 13 or 14 years old. And there was this minister at our church and he started a rumor about me oh. and it was very hurtful because he started a rumor that I was having an affair with a married man. Oh. And my dad had to become, he, he had to be the dad and the pastor. He had to call that man, call the woman who was also spreading the rumor and myself into, oh. um, we didn't have an office. So it was into, you know, one of our bedrooms and we sat there. And I, I remember listening and thinking, how, how mm -hmm. did this happen? And I, I was focused on my dad because I couldn't believe how he held his composure. Mm. He just held it together. And he, I mean, he was being the pastor, but I'm thinking as a father, he was angry. Sure. He, I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what he was thinking as, you know, my dad. Sure enough, you know, the Lord cleared everything up mm -hmm. and I was hurt. And I felt like it was always like, they were trying to hurt my father through me, mm. through his children, you know, th hurt my parents yeah. through us. But because I saw my parents' faithfulness to God and the way they served and loved and kept giving no matter what was thrown at them, I fell in love with God. Oh. So I think because of the way my parents served God, that is why I got to know God. Yeah, I fell in love with God. And that's why, and that is my biggest blessing, I think, seeing how my father and my mother serve as pastors and mm -hmm. seeing how they've been, you know, they've had their heartbreaks and they've sure. tried their tears, but seeing how they've just, you know, they keep going and they give it their all and they're just so in love with God and, and they want to do everything they can for the kingdom of God. And they transmitted that to me. Mm -hmm. So that's why growing up, no matter what happened, my eyes were always set on God, not on people. Yeah. can fail and people will fail. We are, we're humans. And, you know, of course, Sometimes we'll say things we don't mean or, sure. or we do things we shouldn't do, but my eyes have been set on God. So that is one of the biggest blessings that I've had is having such a great example in my parents and and just, you know, also getting to meet other pastors or evangelist missionaries, them staying at home and hearing their testimonies. So it would just encourage me even more. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing that you know we're we're family uh in the sense that we're redeemed by the same blood you know the blood of christ but yet it seems like it can be a carnal family at times too you know when people want to get at you or you know whatever it is and and it's just that that hedge of protection that that god places over his people and having wise uh leaders just like you were mentioning your dad you know he could have took it totally different you know pastor ramirez and just totally had a different outcome but I think he, like you mentioned, he waited out and, 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 you know, praise God, you know, praise God, because ultimately it had that effect on you, 
you know so that that's that's really great and you were gonna you're gonna share some of the blessings what are you mentioned people got to stay over you got to meet ministers and evangelists and and, and people hearing their testimonies um anything else that you can remember or think of just being surrounded i'm, I'm gonna say by eagles all the time yeah. to me, it was it's just that that's what helped me because sure. it's you know the women that my mother you know would when they would visit the home and just mm. sharing her sharing her testimony me listening to yeah. the other ladies share their testimonies just the eagles that have been part of our family have yeah. have helped me sure um, so when at what age did you finally get baptized? What what, what age did you give your life to the Lord? I was thirteen. Third, okay, so it wasn't that long after everything kind of got started. Yeah, and, and what was that moment? What was that that little light that went on, or what was that burning bush experience, or what was just your experience that that just kind of called you? I kept having dreams. I kept oh. having dreams, and I had this dream that I was with my um, mom, and I remember I was I was I was listening to to worldly music and I remember just the clothes that I was wearing mm. wasn't you know appropriate and I remember my mom in the dream she was sweeping and then she heard something and she ran outside and she lifted her hands up and she started speaking in tongues and in that instant I knew said oh no it's the coming of the Lord and I'm not ready and I remember grabbing onto my mother's leg and I said, Mom, don't leave me. Oh. Don't leave me. And she would she wasn't even paying attention to me. And then, like they say in a blinking eye, I yeah. everything was calm. She wasn't there. There was the stillness. And I knew I knew that she was gone with the Lord. And oh. I knew that I had not been baptized in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I knew that I had stayed behind. Oh my goodness! And I said, I, "I need to get baptized. Yeah. I need to obey the word of God. I need to." So that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. You know, God can speak to us softly. You know, strongly, directly. <laughs> so yeah, whichever way God could get a hold of us. So wow, no, that's that's great. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, it took me for I, you know, I was talking with Gabriel De La O and. And he was telling me, you know, you were always the hardest one to get through. He goes, I don't know whatever, what took you so long to do what you had to do. And yeah, I don't know what it was about giving, getting baptized. And once you do, you're like, what was I waiting for? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, what was, I don't know what I was holding on to. I don't know what it was. But once it is, it just, it's an awesome experience, you know. And it's just, it's that liberty that you receive and, and your outlook changes. And it's just that new mindset that God gives you, you know. And praise God for that. Um, sister, I was reading uh, something that you had posted uh, that you were sh that you shared on Facebook, and and it's kind of what we covered here today so far. You know, you you started off with your writing uh, that you know you're a mother, you know you're you're a you're a daughter, you're a sister, um, and you're a wife, and you're a child of a daughter of a king, and and you know we're so we're married. You mentioned your husband, brother Thailand or Ty Martinez. There and I remember his his days there in Parker with <laughs> uh, there and so you got married. How old were you when you got married, sister? Twenty, twenty years old. Twenty years old. I was young. Yeah, this September will be our twentieth wedding anniversary. Praise God! Wow. So you're a wife. You're 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 there. And then I, I kept reading on and um, share with me some of the things that you wrote. You were reading that it was hard for you to to uh, to become pregnant. Uh, that's what I was reading. 
Yes, we well, we got married at 20 years old, mm-hmm. and the first three, four years, mm-hmm. um, we, we couldn't have a child, and I would always, um, I'd ask for prayers, mm-hmm. and, you know, when we would have um, evangelists over, or, you know, just our congregation, they'd always be praying for me, praying for us, and it got to the point where I remember I said, you know, I don't want anyone praying for me anymore, it's mm-hmm. just, it's embarrassing, you know, the years were going by, and it was getting it was hard because my friends were getting married and Mm -hmm. then like you know a year later or you know a few months later to be like guess what i'm pregnant Mm -hmm. and there was this friend of mine who she got married and she couldn't get pregnant a whole year went by and i remember i would think oh i hope she doesn't get pregnant before i do i hope she doesn't get pregnant before i do and she did she got pregnant before i did and when she calls me and tells me it was so hard for me to um to truly be happy for her. I was happy for her, but sure. I was hurting for, for myself. Mm-hmm. And I cried and I cried. And I remember, um, you know, my husband, Brother Ty, he kept, you know, knocking on the bathroom door because I locked it. He's like, open up. And I was like, no, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. And and he wanted to share a scripture in the Bible. I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. Just leave me oh. alone, please. Just let me be. And he did, and I cried. I cried till I couldn't cry anymore. There were no more tears. And I was just talking to God, but I was also, I think I was mad. And I don't want to say yelling at God, but I was speaking differently. I was very hurt, very angry. And then in, I was very immature, and I remember thinking, well, I, you know, I'm so faithful and mm. oval. You know, I'm a pastor's daughter, and here I am. You know, I used to play the piano at the time I was a musician. That's right. I'm, piano player and you know don't I deserve don't I you know it was all those questions and I mean I was what I think 23 24 years old so you know it just wasn't very mature in my thinking and Mm -hmm. and that was I can't remember what month that was in but a year later I got pregnant and it was just the most beautiful thing and I was like, Lord, forgive me because oh. it, it is your timing, not mine. And it was even confirmed after my son was born. Um, when he started school, he was diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. So I think that because I desired him so much and I prayed for him so much that even though it was so hard to accept a diagnosis, I was so thankful that I waited because I felt like no matter what the diagnosis was, I was just thankful I had him. Sure. I was just, you know, I felt so blessed. And he's our pride and joy. And, you know, this month, April, is Autism Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So I'll be sharing a lot of things on autism on my Facebook page. And hopefully, you know, I can interview my son. He's very, he keeps telling me, like, if I take pictures or he'll be like, don't post it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at me and, you know, but at the same time, he likes it. Sure. But it's just, you know, I'm, I'm so... It's such an honor, it's such a privilege to be a mother, to be a wife, and my husband and I have been, we've had our ups and our downs in our sure. marriage, it hasn't all been, you know, cloud nine, yeah. but I thank God for, you know, those those valleys, because that has helped us, our relationship has grown, we're, I, I still get butterflies when he holds oh. my hand, I admire him so much. He's a great preacher. I mean, when he preaches, when he teaches, when he leads worship, he's he's not perfect, but he's perfect for me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh. 
for me. And I tell him because he was born January 22nd. I was born the 24th of February the same year. I tell him, when you were born, the Lord said, don't worry, four more weeks, and here comes your future wife. <laughs> oh, and you were born in an awesome month and an awesome day, because that's what we share. <laughs> we share our birthday. Yeah, yeah. Every year, I always see a post, you're my friend, happy birthday. Like, that's all right. Oh, my goodness. You know, Sister Elena, to hear you say, <clears throat> to see you, to hear you say those comments about your husband, uh, it, it's awesome. You know, that's how you can tell that, you know, Brother Ty uh, found his uh, once in a lifetime, you know, uh, a wife uh, or whatever, however you want to describe it, one in a million, uh, or that you know the 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 woman that the book the book of Proverbs describes, you know, and and, and I feel the same way about my wife, it, and it's very interesting to hear you talk because she, my wife is like my biggest fan, you know, she she knows I'm not perfect, like just you were saying, and yeah, there's probably people that can do stuff better than I can, but she's all, I want to hear you preach. You know, I want to hear you do that. <laughs> so I'm just good, you know, for her, you know, enough for her. And, and she's honest with me, too. You know, she's honest with me, too. She's like, you know what? You were looking down too much. You look up sometimes. You know, she'll tell me little things like that. You know, but yeah, it's just it's just awesome when you have someone, you know, in your corner or standing behind you, supporting you or standing next to you, you know, supporting you that way, too. So oh, that, that's great to hear, sister. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit because you mentioned once you... When you had your son, uh, you found out uh, you uh, he was diagnosed with uh, uh, with autism. Wh- how old was he when that when that happened, sister? How he was five years old. Five years old. And and how did that how did that you know you were mentioning you know you're waiting for to get to have a baby to be pregnant uh, to have a baby, uh, and at five did that kind of just that take you back a little bit? You know how how was that experience for you? I remember sitting in that. Um meeting and when they said autism Mm -hmm. it kind of it felt like I really can't remember anything after that Mm -hmm. because all I could hear were my own thoughts Mm -hmm. and I felt like my heart was just gonna jump out of my chest Mm -hmm. and the only thing I could think of was I just want to go home I just want to go home and I want to hold him Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear anything I didn't want to sign any more forms that I didn't I didn't want to be there. I just mm-hmm. wanted to come home and I wanted to hold him. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to do. And I did. As soon as that meeting was over, I just, I came home and I held him and I cried. And it's funny because I'm crying and he's holding me and smiling at me. Aww. And looking at me and smiling, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what that diagnosis is. You are my blessing. You are my my prayer from God, everything's going to be okay. Praise God. And it was just, you know, from that day on, I was like, you know what? We're going to we're gonna keep moving. We're going to start um, educating ourselves. Mm. We're going to learn about autism, what it is, what it's not. We are going to help him, and we're going to help our family and friends because it wasn't easy to tell people, to tell the grandparents and everyone mm. else, you know, he was diagnosed with autism. And I was like, what? Yeah. sick? You know, because when people hear autism, sometimes they just think of the rocking back and forth or staring at the fan. And, because those are the commercials that people would see back then. Mm-hmm. But they would think autism was. But it's, you know, such a big umbrella. And there's so many types. So just because, you know, you, you know, my son who's on the autism spectrum doesn't mean that you're going to be able to apply the same things to the another child who's mm-hmm. also on the spectrum. But it was just educating ourselves, educating others, and, and 
you know, praise God that we've been surrounded by a great team, you know, at home, at school. And it was when he was going to start junior high. He's an eighth grader. He's going to start wow. um, high school this August. I know. When he was in our junior high, I remember I was a nervous wreck. I mean, I went into this long fast, and I was just, Lord, protect him. Lord, help him. And, I mean, I was so nervous and scared, and I shouldn't have been, but I was. And I remember after my fast ended was when we went to register him, and he went to go meet his teachers. And I used to work for the school district. And I remember every teacher we would see, they would say, they would ask me, is he your son? Because they knew me. And I'd say, yes. And they would reply with, don't worry, I'll take care of him. Uh, and that's you, God. That's you opening a door. And your, you know, next teacher we meet, is that your son? Yes. Don't worry, I'm going to take care of him. I said, no, Lord, that's you taking yeah. care of him. So now that he's going to start high school, I've had people ask me, how do you feel? Yeah. And I'm trusting because I've, I have seen the hand of God move and open doors and He's going to do it again. God will Amen. be glorified once more through my son, and I believe it. Amen, sister. That's awesome. And um, I know you said you were going to start educating yourself. Did you? Did you? Did you have besides the information that maybe you? You know, you mentioned rocking back and forth, looking at ceiling. Is that kind of the information, or that kind of the knowledge you had firsthand of of when you heard about autism? And and what are some of the misconceptions like that you hear, or you know, besides some of the things you just mentioned already? Is there any more like? Because I I see I see you post things about your son. You know, like he did this today and he won this award today, and 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 I was like, man, this is awesome. Or he tied a shoe today. You know, yes. yeah. <laughs> we were so excited because of his um motor skills. Yes. And we were trying. He would just get frustrated. So it was oh. it was something we would just you know okay it it wasn't a priority like other things are for him to learn. So we kind of let it, you know, let it go. So he'll learn at his time and, sure. you know, we'll just buy him different type of shoes right now. We'll help him out. But he, he decided, he said one day he said, I'm going to learn. And he did, he learned it. So we were jumping for joy oh. and we had to share it with everyone because it, it's something, it was something big for him yeah. and for us. But like a lot of people sometimes will say, well, he doesn't look autistic. Mm. or um he doesn't act autistic and mm. like i said autism is such a broad spectrum it's you don't have to look it you don't mm. have to act it it's just so many different things and that's why we need to have this awareness because not everyone is going to act the same way react the same way or not speak or speak mm. i mean remember he didn't he didn't start talking until he was almost six or seven years old and when he did, he was using words like instead of, you know, he'd be like, oh, please play the previous song, you know, and oh. <laughs> he was using, you know, it's like, what? Yeah. The one before? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And working in the job that I have, sometimes we have some um, some uh, clients that have their children that are autistic. And yeah, you mean, it's just a different way or outlook of learning so it's not that there's any, because one of the things I always hear is like, well, what's wrong with them? You know, what's wrong with them? And it's not anything that there's wrong with them. It's just as a different uh, different way of learning or looking at things. Yes. And, and where, where I work at, it has a lot to do, especially with about their, um, about their eating. You know, sometimes textures or colors of food, you know, things like that. And then sometimes parents are like, I don't know what else to do. There's something wrong with them. 
and it's like no there's nothing wrong with them then they get the counseling and then they go to the you know to the to the the experts you know when they get sent out or referred and it's such a world of difference like you mentioned just being educated you know yes. being educated can make a world of difference and i seen that you posted in in, in your facebook uh, your church it has a big that that puzzle piece i guess the well, what does that puzzle piece mean by the way sister I know, i've seen it on a lot of information and so all everything connects together and so ah. we're, it's just a puzzle you know there's a missing puzzle and we need to connect it ah okay okay that's great so a ribbon with like different colors mm-hmm. a ribbon yeah yellow the red and what is the blue signal the blue the i believe that's just the color that they chose oh, okay. for autism yeah all right so, um, like you mentioned earlier, you're, so you have your family there, your, your, your husband, you have your son, awesome things are happening for you guys. You're the co-pastors there in, in San Luis, Arizona. Um, wow, sister, and again, if you think of all the way from Brawley, California, you know, as, as, a, as a young lady and all the way through, you know, your life, it's just, God is great. God is awesome. And yes, he is. He is. All right. Sister, did you have anything else that you wanted to share with me today? I want to thank you for this opportunity. It's 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 a privilege to be able to do this, to share my testimony with you and to with, you know, the whoever it is that will be listening. And just want to encourage them that no matter what, there's a song that, would, that we sing is no matter what the weapon is, we win. We will yes. always win Christ in our lives and by our side. And it's. Thank you. Thank you for, for for this opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure, sister. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed just kind of going back with you and, and hearing all this stuff, uh, you know, and, and the things that God has brought you guys through. And uh, it's just awesome to see that God is still working, though, and God isn't finished. And we're oh. going to continue to move forward, like you mentioned. So, sister, you know, thank you so much for your time. And we're going to keep praying for you and your family and, and the Church of San Luis, Arizona. And we ask the same for you from you guys. You know, keep us in your prayers, sister. Thank you. And thank you. All right. God bless you, sister. Thank you. Bye-bye.